G'day everyone and welcome to the final Craft Doctors episode for 2022. Uh, it's been a, been a good year for the for the young upstart pod, uh, the splinter group that uh, has formed the, the Craft Doctors. Uh, thanks everyone for checking it out. It's been a lot of fun and, and had really great feedback and great support. So uh, I've really enjoyed doing it of course as well and the listener episode from last week was great. But uh, joining us this week, Jono, how's it feel? Wrapping it up, uh, no chocolates for you in the home league. Good, it's good. Don't really have to watch football anymore. Uh, I mean, at the time of recording, we did record this on the Wednesday. I did have dinner with our league winner. Um, and I said, you're not coming on the show, so get fucked. <laughs> Didn't get an invite. No, well, well, in the group chat, Ross did, you know, suggest that we get him on here. I'm like, no, I don't want to half an hour, 40 minutes of hear him just gloating, so he can get stuffed. Yeah, no, I like it. But it's, and to be fair, the brand's not about winners. It's not. <laughs> uh, someone who didn't win. Someone who didn't win. Ross, how are yes. you? And what the hell are we drinking? Um, a little disappointed, but also happy at the same. It was the first grand final I've, I've made in this league. Um, so I don't like to think that I came or that I lost. I just say that I came second first instead of second last type thing. Uh, today we are drinking uh, Blood Orange Nipa from Dayton. And this is like probably one of my favourite beers. This is my go-to beer. And as of like a couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'm actually now the number one drinker of this beer on untapped so the most check-ins of this beer it was my new year's resolution it's the only new year's resolution i've ever had um some people want to get fit or climb the corporate ladder or something mine was to be the number one drinker of this beer and i've achieved that now so that's important to set goals well done (laughs) (laughs) yes and we were just talking offline uh about being uh owners of this brewery now so if you want to invest you actually can and be part owner of this brewery so i own the beer that i make now or that i own the beer that i drink yeah congratulations on that john i think you're in as well yeah yeah part owner as well so maybe we'll um we'll talk to the the big power brokers to maybe even sponsor the show yeah hey look there you go that right honestly uh and you know dayton's probably you know been going to Dayton for a long time. My folks, I think we spoke about, it, live directly opposite Dayton, so it's always a happy hunting ground. Uh, I think I smashed about eight thousand red eye red eye rise back in the day. So mm, uh, such a good beer, <laughs> absolutely my go-to. But anyway, Ross, you did uh, unfortunately go down in the grand final. Talk us through the week. Talk us through the strategies. Uh, you made some bold rostering decisions. Did I? Okay, well, I we can talk so. about that. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm happy to defend my rostering decisions. Well, you don't so, have to defend it. I just thought it was, you know, an unlikely player. If you said at the start <laughs> of the year you're going to be rostering uh, a certain ex-Richmond legend uh, in the Grand <laughs> Fantasy Football League, people would have said, oh, as a non-playing zero. Mm, okay, well, we can talk about two phones a little bit later uh, for those who are in the know. Um, no, the, the week was... Certainly full of um, full of drama early on. Obviously, I was coming off the prelim with you, uh, and you guys talked about it where I had to dump Dylan Shield um, and Tim Kelly. Um, 
to even just you know try and get the win over yourself. Um, so there was a bit of a race condition where I was first in the waivers above Costa, who was the ultimate league winner in the end, and basically had a choice where I was going to get one of them back. Um, I could only get one because he was certainly going to waiver for the other. So I had to be very careful about which one I picked. Now, Dylan Shield was obviously by far the better uh, option because he was scoring well. However, um, up until that point, there was no information on his actual injury or why he was out or whatever. Just It was just hamstring. So that could have been anything from awareness and we're just going to give him a week to he's gone. Um, fortunately, I did see a tweet late in the evening which said that he was probably going to be missing weeks. Um, so I changed my waiver preference to Tim Kelly instead from Dylan Shield, um, which was a bit of a risk because if I know that Costa was going to get him, um, and he did in the end, um, but of course he didn't play, so that that worked out well for me. So that was this was this is only like Monday, um, so there was sort of a high drama early in the week. Um, then things padded out from there. Um, I had to make some waivers to try and fill a spot in the forward line. Um, and that was the decision to field Marby or Chol or two phones, if you know him. Um, now, the reason why I picked him is because Hawthorne are like second or third for most points conceded uh, in the league. And Chol's kicked a goal, at least a goal, in every game. Um, and previously when he'd scored against him was, yeah, you know, sort of in the 80s or 90s or something like that. And as a weekly stream, I, I was happy to take that. However, uh, if there are any Mario Chol owners or fans out there, you'll be quick to realise that he was only on about six at half time. Uh, and then he managed to do his shoulder or his knee or something. So he went off for a couple of minutes in the third quarter, I think, and only managed to, to bust out a 28, I think, in the end. Um, so that hurt, but ultimately it's still, like, even if he scored 80 or 90, I still, still wouldn't have won. Ended up losing by 110 points. Um, in the end, so even if he scored a bit better, I still would have gone down. Um, I've been over it. There's no way I could have won without, you know, basically well, getting... There, there actually there was. Costa and I were actually going over it at the, at the RSL. There were probably two players that hurt you. Like, Sean Darcy, 50-90 yeah. against the Bulldogs, was probably... Yeah, that should have been better. Like, Bulldogs rucks give up points, and maybe if you swapped out Chole for someone like Sean Darcy tons up, say 110, that's 50 or 60 points he needed. So, and I would have had to make probably, like I had Lockie Neal as captain, who ended up getting, I think, 138. So you, you two times that. Um, I had Josh Dunkley, who scored 150 or 155 or something. So if I had to put him as captain, maybe. But you, you can't go on the water. No, the thing no, is, no. It, even if Sean Darcy did go well, and maybe Chol did well, all my other players did what they were meant to do anyway. So, you know, not every player is going to go 110%. And certainly, um, Costas players didn't all go 110% as well. So, you know, you, you, unless you have a perfect week, like, that's never going to happen. Some players are just going to score low. That You just have to accept that. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Chol and Darcy both had their lower scores for the season, which is unfortunate. Yeah, the Darcy one's just shocking. Like, you're never not going to play him, especially against the Bulldogs, my God. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying that, but you, you wouldn't expect a 60 
when he's playing. You wouldn't bullets. expect it, but that's that's, that's part fantasy. Of like you know, yeah. we we got the we got the listener league, and the guy who's just mowed down every team every week all year. You know, like things just went absolutely haywire. He had the the stinkiest run bad I think I've ever seen. Like just all mm. the primos, just tags and injuries, and and the opposition just had the absolute pure run good. Like that that just happens, right? You, you just yeah. put in the, you put in the rearview mirror. Um, and uh, like I looked at the scores, like 110 points. So my team scored 138, I think. Uh, so 1838, um, which is a pretty good score for Supercoach and draft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the winners was 1948, right? Which is a, a really great score. Um, and I think if you add it up over, what is it, like 18 players or something, it works out to be like six points a player or something, which is nothing. That's like mm, you know, a kick and a handball. Um, and that was certainly the feeling in every game. Whenever I went to go check my scores, I'd be like, ooh, cool. Tom Mitchell's on 50 at half time. He's looking to ton up. And then I would go and check Ben McAvoy, and he's on 60. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's just it seemed like every matchup, every player, he just had just had that tiny little edge just in every game and I just could just never get it. And then even when Lockie Neal was on seventy at half time, I thought, Oh, this is very good. And it was the first time I checked the scores for that day because I was out. And then I went uh, to check the Adelaide game because he had Rory Laird as captain. And, of course, he was on 40 about halfway through the first quarter. I just thought, oh, bloody hell. Just can't catch a break, you know. I think yeah. um, everything think just went you, can't, you caught one because Vlosten, Vlosten went down for him. Yeah. So, mm. you know, swings and roundabouts, right? Yeah. But, like, you know, again, like, it still it probably still wouldn't have mattered. I would have had yeah. to have had the, the most perfect sort of week. And, yeah, it just still wouldn't. You, you can't. You can't be unhappy with the score. The score was good. It just it wasn't good enough to win. You can't. You can't that's be unhappy can with that. All yeah. you can do. Anyway, it was a good season, Ross, and uh, well done to making the grand final. Nonetheless, uh, Costa, mm. you stinky bastard. Um, <laughs> get fucked. That's all I can say about that. But um, the league catch-up, you mentioned everyone went down to the pub uh, except for, I think, three of us. Obviously, most of us, well, two of us live pretty regional and uh who, who knows about jamie but what, what a bit of smack talk what was the feeling in the room yeah. uh, a lot of cost yeah. to hate a lot of cost <laughs> to hate it was but good also... going on the saturday i think we, we usually we go on the sunday it's a, usually about all over and actually costa was saying this um and i sort of tend to agree on the saturday things are still fluid um you don't know who's really gonna win at that point so uh, everyone's still kind of invested. Um, so we did a bit of a lunch and then popped over the sports bar to watch the games. And it was actually very fun because every kick and every handball and every mark and every clanger of every one of our players was just scrutinized and, you know, um, Bronx cheers for, you know, every little stuff up of the opposition's player. And uh, that was pretty fun to hang on every little stat of every little player rather than just kind of, be there as a you know a bit of a wrap up and you know rue what could have been. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, oh, you look, know, look. You're, you're one. You're very much a classical. Uh, if I had have made this move, this move, this move, and this move, <laughs> I, I would have won the league. Well, uh, and you we, all got lucky. Pretty much, pretty much. And I actually had a, um, a partner in crime in this one this year. We have probably one of the well, the oldest person that I know who plays fantasy football. Seventy year old guy in our league. Made the made the prelims, had a good run. Um, this is how much of a of a nuffy I am. 
I was sort of keeping track of my score against Costas to see if I could beat him. And so there was this is. guy. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> and so was this, so was this other guy, Dom. He was 70 years old, just going, yeah, just wanted to see how I stacked up. Obviously, couldn't make changes to my team or do any waivers or anything like that. But, um, yeah, would have given Costa a good shake, I reckon. So better than the 1,500 you dished up against me when it matters. Oh, don't you <laughs> fucking Hawthorne and Joe Simpkin. <laughs> Not salty. Not, not salty. <laughs> so uh, we, we head into the off-season. Are, are we glad to see the back of fantasy football, or is it just like, uh, I'm ready to go again? It's always good to have a break. It's always good to have a break, recharge, just watch the finals with no no emotion or anything, watch all the last four rounds with no emotion. You know, maybe get the black book out, just jot a few names, see what's what for next year. And then, yeah. October, November, go again. I think it's the perfect time to start focusing on your own team. Like, I think, personally, I'm a Richmond supporter, so I've been barracking for fantasy the last couple of weeks now. I can actually turn my attention, you know, and be 100% behind my team. Um, I have a story about this, Steve. Um, Ross, (laughs) Richmond member for a number of years. Number of years. Gold member. Gold member. Sits sits with Costa every, every time they're home game in the stands with Richmond members. Richmond played Brisbane a couple of weeks ago, Steve. Guess which Richmond member was cheering for Lockie Neal in the Richmond members area? I've also heard of a certain Richmond who who was pretty pumped when Tom Lynch went down. <laughs> uh, in the great words of uh, Shaggy, it uh, it wasn't me. Hmm. All class. Wasn't me. <laughs> All class. Yeah. So it's, so it's definitely time to, to end fantasy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's good to put it in the rearview mirror for a little bit. Uh, so thinking ahead, I know we just said put it in the rearview mirror, but are there any is there any changes you'd make to maybe the way you approached things this year, Ross, or or the league in general? We go, maybe we should do something different. Uh, maybe simple as draft order. I think. Um, you know, something like changing up the draft order wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, I mean, I'm open to it. Um, I think this year's change to so the first year, we decided to not just go in the order that was sort of decided by the Royal Rumble, but it was the order of where you can then pick your spot. So I think that was a good change, um, and it seemed to go down well. Um, I'm, I'm all open for changes as long as they sort of improve the you know the experience and the and the fun of the of the league in terms of changes to my actual drafting well there's always things to to tweak there i think that the the team that i drafted did what it was meant to do all year i probably i've had a different strategy for the last two years and it's been good enough to make finals and, and that sort of thing but i probably need to look at how it goes that next step um to being dominant all year as opposed to winning most games every year. Joe? Hmm. Yeah, there was talk of, you know, we, we have the $50 entry fee, but even maybe put in an extra 10 or 20 bucks or whatever, and then, you know, end of the year, who had the highest score, lowest score, that sort of thing, just prize, other prizes just instead of just the first two, just for, you know, highest score, biggest margin win, something like that. So yeah, uh, a lot of people are on board with that sort of stuff going forward. So, 
Um, maybe best meme. I mean, we've the, the chat, the Facebook group is pretty good with the, uh, the memes. And uh, as I mentioned, Dom, a uh, seven-year-old bloke, he actually showed me a few of the memes he created, but didn't actually want to put them up for fear of reprisal. But we're just like, nah, green light, go for it. Because those are some pretty good memes that he, that he had there. So, I don't know, something like that. Prize for best meme on the Facebook page or something like that for next year. Yeah, I think we, like, I suppose when we were all sort of living there, Ross used to do the awards, which was pretty funny. I, I really liked that. We did the questionnaire I, at the start. I did the questionnaire, and I completely forgot to summarise and bring it to our <laughs> And also forgot to summarise. I probably could have read out some of the interesting things here. I did have a look at them the other day, and I think there was a general consensus that um, – and I think I mentioned it last time with you – that Camarena was the most overhyped um, yeah. pre-season fan. Been pretty good the last 10 weeks. I'll back that claim up. <laughs> um, I will have to go back and look at – um, who everyone thought was going to win. I think we had some questions on there. Some of them were fantasy-related, as in, like, who's going to be the biggest mover, who's going to be the biggest loser. I had some questions on there about, like, will Carlton, Carlton make finals? Will Essendon win a final? Um, who's going to win the grand final? Brownlow, all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to go go back through that, and uh, I'll have to post that on the on the league page soon. But I was listening to the episode... Uh, last week with all the other leagues, and there's some pretty good ideas in there. I do like the uh, the jackpot idea um, for the for the keeper league, where if you win three flags, you you win the jackpot. I do like that idea. Keeps you hungry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just keep hating to see Costa with more and more money. <laughs> That's the real downside to that I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see something different with the the league or i'm a bit sick of the rumble um with the world cup coming up this year it seems like a bit of a no-brainer to me to do i don't know something different but got to get a better last place punishment yeah it's, it's, what is it it's, now you it's pick your team a, name, pick the team really name. who cares and drinks bitch for the day i think of draft day is meant to be yeah Maybe make him pay to host. I think I like the idea of if we were to shake up the draft order thing, something that actually you have control over uh, rather than fate. So whether it be a closest to the pin or, you know, game of pool or some kind of Tom Teen tournament type thing, something that either everyone's really crap at or everyone's really good at. I think the first year we did darts. We well, did, it was yeah. My joint. Yeah, yeah it was like a round game. robin. It was like darts and a couple other games. Yeah, it was like th- three games or something like that. Kelly pool or something. Kelly pool. Yeah, Kelly pool would work. Oh, we didn't play Kelly pool, but I don't have a pool table. Not yet. Table tennis round robin. Mrs. Fizz didn't, didn't say that. Yeah, I, I'd change up. Um, one thing I did like, I, I always pick at the back of the draft. That was, like I got to pick my spot pretty early, and I chose a. Slot at the end of the draft order, and uh, got Brody Grundy in round one at pick eight, and, and him getting injured just—I uh, really didn't have a captain. Even if he was playing, he probably wasn't a great captain option. So I might consider um, picking up a, a better captain option because I still back myself in to find those quality waivers over the year. Maybe that was something I could have done a little bit differently. Like, I think, Jono, you were pretty hot on Oliver. I was pretty hot on yeah. Oliver as well. Um, so maybe if I had to go and pick three, 
yeah, um, pick, even like pick one or two, I was taking Oliver. Just, oh, just okay. hands, yeah. hands yeah. down, just it was Oliver this year. Yeah, yeah. I'd be Fair surprised enough. if he wasn't the one of the first two or three pick next year. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's and that's fine, and that's part of the game. So I think just not having that captain, like even Costa, like he traded in Laird, like in round. Like, this is what kills me, like not that he didn't make awesome pickups over the year, but he trades him in after he's injured, like back from injury, and it's like shit, man. Mm. <laughs> that's like another captain option. So anyway, we did uh, have some questions this week. I threw it open to the listeners uh, since it's the, the end of the. The run, we got a few. Uh, Breno asks, can we get Fantasy Freako on the pod? Oh, hell yeah. Do you really want that? Do you want me to be mediator for that for that chat? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Uh, and can the drink be Harvest Lane for the, for the chat? Do you see his tweet? Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> It's too easy to wind me up on that one. Uh, Ninja asks, any chance of a live show opening for the Trader Boys, Joe? Shit, that's an easy gig. Just do like, you know, uh, that episode of The Simpsons where they do the um, the singles night and Mo just walks on and just keeps walking past <laughs> the stage. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Russ asks, will there be a craft doctor's NFL league? There will not. Uh, Odin asks, soft or hard tacos? Both. I do like At the, the same soft, time. Yeah, soft. Was it a soft shell under the hard shell? Yeah, soft shell covers the hard shell. Yeah. That's the yeah. Otherwise soft. Otherwise hard. No. Uh, Frio asks, "What do we do with weekends now?" We stop <laughs> looking at our phones every twenty seconds and sweating over everybody little kick and handball and go back to supporting our team and hopefully your team is making finals. No, the weather's the weather's starting to improve. Get outside and enjoy this fresh air. It's madness. The NFL Listener League will be firing up pretty soon. <laughs> um, Pack and Sand asks, any chance of a goon doctor's offshoot next year or more seriously, something with a golf tie-in? Jono, we have spoken about the golf The tie-in. golf is... There's there's rumblings about the golf, but Jesus Christ, a goon a goon draft doctors. I would need to record that on a Friday because I would not go to work the next day if we're doing that shit. How does the golf format uh, work? Are you reviewing courses? What's the what's the angle? Uh, the spitball is we have a draft doctors golf day. Uh huh. To come out play golf yeah. with us somewhere. Yeah, it'd be somewhere. I think we got so much shit on draft day about having it. In Moorabbin. In Moorabbin. We'd probably have to play like Albert Park. Well, apparently all, our, all the people who listen to these shows, they own breweries and bloody restaurants and cocktail bars and everything. So We got an email about the cocktail bar. Don't you worry about that. So <laughs> okay. I'm on there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's, 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 we're seriously looking at the golf day, so that might be a thing. Carla thinks Goon Doctors would be epic. Uh, and Miller Time says, finally... How much phoning it in will be done? None. Miller time. You and your horn swaggery. <laughs> anyway, final thoughts on Craft Doctors, boys. Uh, Ross, this is the first regular podcast I assume you've been on, unless there's some weird chess one you're a part of. Nope. Um, no, it was, it was pretty good fun. Um, yeah, it's an excuse to drink good beers during the week. I actually have a second uh, 
blood orange here. Just drink responsibly, but it, it is that good. I just I thought sometimes you just can't stop at one. Um, so yeah, I, I would look forward to trying more more beers um, on a regular basis. Be good. Perfect. I saw someone putting out a uh, what was it, Rockley Road Stout? I'm like, God damn, yes, give me that, Jono. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it, especially the um, the listener one last week. Only got to listen to it this week, but um, very good. More of that. Want to hear more? The listeners are brilliant. Oh, more of that batshit craziness. I love it. I couldn't believe it. Twenty page constitution. I, I, I can't remember who said that, but I want to see a copy of that constitution. Well, it's Nick. We'll we'll go Nick. have lunch or okay. something with him and Maddie, and and he can show it to you, I guess. Yeah, send it. Yeah, I'd love to have a look at that the constitution. Have you guys considered the idea of like a group team, like a group voted team, where you have the listeners decide the moves for the team, and it's all by consensus? So I know you mentioned chess before. There is a strategy where like on Twitch, everyone votes for the next move and that's the next move that gets made. You could do the same for a fantasy team where you have the whole community gets to vote and it's like, okay, so-and-so is injured. Do we trade this person? Who do we trade for? Do we waiver? Who do we waiver for? And you put polls up and you vote by consensus and you see how it ends up. That would be a video thing where you just put like a pick your whole squad. The, 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 the punters pick your squad. Like during a draft? A during a draft, it's like, okay, these are my choices, Whitfield and Sinclair. Boom, put it up, and then 10 seconds, whatever, and then you vote. There you go. That's yes. a fucking great idea. Um, we sort of... Because we spitballed the idea of the vampire draft for the Listener League, Jono. Um, mm. And if we ever take the draft interstate, uh, the, the winner... I think the winner was from Victoria. Oh, obviously the winner was from Victoria this year. So if we ever went interstate like next year... We could do the vampire draft or um, something like that. When we obviously took it back to Victoria, the superior state, uh, we, we could have the... Because we usually invite the winner back. Uh, we could have the, the interstate person uh, have, a, have a league pick team or a crowd pick team or some horseshit. Yeah. Like that. that, that, that's a great idea. Yeah, stream it on Twitch or something, and I'm pretty sure you can do polling and votes and stuff on there. You can just share your screen so you can see who the picks are. Ah, it's got to be live. Live drafts are the way. Yeah, do it live. Yeah, okay. Live draft and then just shove hands, bang, 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 done, done, done. Yep. Cool. Possible. I like it. God, that wouldn't be me. That'd be the listeners. I'm not. I don't want to end up with their shitty team. <laughs> well, that's the thing. <laughs> well, then, community team. Everyone is responsible. Well, that's the thing, Steve. They wouldn't pick the shitty team that you came last in the listener league for. It's <sighs> a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> it wasn't my best effort. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe I made finals with that fraud, Joel Selwood. He's a great man. Heard he might be retiring. That's the whispers. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, wouldn't surprise it. me. Yeah. Would not. Him and Koch off in the sunset together. I think Koch will go around again. <sighs> no. He just got like 30 touches. That's like his best game in four years, Jono. Yeah, he's, he's just handballs and handballs five meters in front of him. Gets his own handball, handballs again, a little toe poke. Done. This, is, this is the non-Richmond people talking about Cochin here. Squid. 
Every, sniper. Sniper. Within the Richmond community knows what he does, and it's not about touches and how many kicks and gets. It's the stuff mate, he does. This is a, bit, this is a bit fantasy football. This is a fantasy football show, mate. No one gives a shit about the stuff he doesn't do. I'm trying to hide that precious hair and goatee of his. It's not jazz. It's not jazz music. It's about the notes he doesn't play. Anyway, on that perfect note of Trent Cotchin bagging, thank you, listeners. We'll see you next year.